Hot damn, y'all. I just heard cheesecake is a real thing that real human people like to eat. I didn't know I could get all my favorite kinds of messy curdled cream all in one solidified circle, ready to cram all up in my maw. I hope it's as slimy as I imagined it to be. It's your dreamy, cheesy daddy, Wolf the Dog, and I am dreaming of that cheesy, sexy, good time live from 694.2 PTBP. We are proud to announce this community has raised $6,502 for the bail project. And since the bail money goes back to them when cases close, they're able to recycle every dollar donated at least twice per year. Go to the link in the show notes to help. The Bail Project combats mass incarceration and reshapes the pretrial system in the United States. Screenshot your donation and email us pretendingpod at gmail.com and for every $5 donated, you'll have an entry to win a Pretending to be People t-shirt. The third winner in this giveaway will be announced right now. And that generous listener is... Joelle Agglesoff. Congratulations, Joelle. Keep donating, y'all. There are still two more PTBP shirts left to give away. I'd love to get one of them shirts, but every time I put clothes on, they melt into a kind of shirt paste after a few hours. One time, I made a sweater out of a bunch of hair clippings I found out back behind a dog groomer's place, and by the time I made it home, it turned into a kind of hair jelly. Slap that on some toast, throw some paprika on it, and you got a stew going, baby. Have any thoughts on any of that? Then tag at PretendingPod on Twitter or Instagram. Let me know how you really feel. It's one of the best ways to get the word out about our little show here at 694.2. And it's free, too. What's not free is that sweet, sweet bonus content over at patreon.com slash pretending pod. But it's worth it. I'm worth it. And I guess you're worth it, too. And for those of you in the Denison, get ready for part three of Lover in the Ice. Streaming live into your room, workplace, or fancy toilet setup on Tuesday, June 23rd at 7 p.m. Central Time. My producer says the edited audio of part two will be up before Monday is complete, and that episode will be available to all patrons at the Splashylvania Fast Pass holder tier and up. But Wolfie knows money is evil. So if you can't swing the expense, write up a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and I might read it on air. Like this one here from Matcha505, who writes, I'm super impressed with the quality of this podcast. All the role players are imaginative and committed, and the DM is an incredible story creator and storyteller. My husband and I live listen to this weekly definitely recommend wow that's so nice of you to say matcha one day when i understand the merits of modern technology i hope i can listen to the podcast for now i just gotta take y'all's word for it and blindly throw my support behind it 
Slap my ass and call me by my preferred nomenclature. It's the news. After escaping the growing but leisurely ooze by heading down into the sewer system, Gary Daly showed the boys an old blog post by Harold Dorsey that had been wiped from the World Wide Web. Our intrepid adventurers, along with Drew Carey, Tyler, and Jimmy Sanders, were led to Harry and Gary's underground hideout. There, Mildred Mitchell, Tildy B's grandma, hid in her tent. Casey Kristoff, the longtime janitor at the First Church of Contention, listened in while feigning interest in his book. And Clara Blankenship, a dream-obsessed archivist with a familiar tattoo, showed them a vlog from the previously missing John Peters that had also been pulled from the interwebs. Catch these hands, my babies, and feel the fire of kudzu with no backbone. My mom just sent me a meme that says, breaking news, John Travolta was hospitalized for suspected COVID-19, but but doctors now confirm that it was only Saturday night fever, and they (laughs) assure everyone that he is staying alive. Oh, Oh my God. Apparently, he had chills that were multiplied. It's a good thing the angel Michael didn't come for him. <laughs> Grease. <laughs> it would have been a heck of a phenomenon. Ooh. Oh, that's good. Everybody, everybody wants world peace, but it really seems that we've got a, a real battlefield here on Earth. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're heading toward a face-off. <laughs> the other day was on TV... Um, have you heard about the wild hogs in Missouri? <laughs> <laughs> the, them and farmers are having a real face-off. I already used face-off. Oh, shit. <laughs> I got a postcard from my uh, aunt from Paris with love. Have you ever eaten at Hemingway's up at Bass Pro? On the yes. wall, they've got a big swordfish. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, good one. <laughs> I couldn't relate it to his COVID diagnosis, but it worked. Yeah, that's really hard. They said uh, while they he was that some. <laughs> they said while he was in the hospital, uh, he had to get somebody to take care of his old dogs. Nice. Oh, wow! Isn't it old hogs? Wild hogs. He's old in dogs? old dogs and wild hogs. <laughs> He's in both. Yeah. Oh no. He didn't look the way he wanted to because uh, they wouldn't allow him in the hospital to use his hairspray. Oh, yeah. Good well, one. Uh, he they had to put him in a special bed because he was too tall because he couldn't get shorty. Got him! <laughs> <laughs> 
Scotty. Luke's just looking at Wikipedia now. Oh, look who's talking now. Thomas is back in the room. Oh! <laughs> Clark Bishop, Keith Vigna, and John Lee Pettymore the third. You're in this large underground chamber that Gary Daly led you to in order to hide from Pastor Adam Kane and the First Creek family of contention. Carrie Pages, uh, Drew Andrews' body, is on the ground, cuffed, and nuzzling Tyler the tireless black lab. Jimmy Sanders is one around the place murmuring to himself. Mildred Mitchell is in the tent furthest from you and hasn't popped out since your arrival. Casey Kristoff, the longtime janitor at the First Church of Contention, is leaning up against one of the four concrete columns, acting like he is reading a book while he listens in on the conversation you've been having with Harry Clinker, Gary Daly, and Clara Blankenship who just showed you a video of John Peters from a few years ago. A video that was scrubbed from the internet. A video wherein he talks about the dreams he had during his coma. Clara puts down her phone and looks to you all. What does a Nike bag have to do with another world and a man who can burn persons with his hands? I might know a fella who, uh, who, who can shake your hand and make it burn. Uh... That's that's my that's my uncle uh, Don D. Pettymore. What? That that's yeah. That's my my uncle can do that. Probably lots of other people. He mostly did it as like a party trick. But sometimes you know if he got a little too drunk or if he really didn't like a fella, he'd burn him pretty good. But like also he'd 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 stick it in your mittens when we were kids on a cold day, and and he'd warm you up. So we always took it as like you know it wasn't. I didn't think of it as anything sinister. <laughs> you know, he did call it devil hands. <laughs> <laughs> but it warmed, you know, it, it warmed, it warmed my little bones up. So did he, did he ever tell you why he thought he could do it? Like, that's not something most people can do, John. I'm, I mean, I guess I, it just became part of your world as a kid, but it's kind of weird. I never asked, you know, because yeah. He's just uh, since I was born, Uncle Don could do that. Well, where where is he now? Well, uh, I you know that's <laughs> I actually kind of come uh, come into law enforcement because of because of him. And you know now as I say as I'm about to say this next thing, uh, it does make the devil's hand sound a lot more sinister. <laughs> but he's he's really involved in some in some nasty business, and uh, he put up a lot of money for my racing career when I was a younger man, and. Uh, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of biffed that uh, a little bit, and ended up owing him a lot of money. And I thought maybe the safest uh, place for me to be was in a uniform. To, to avoid him, you mean? To, to to keep you safe from like loan sharks? Yeah, uh, yeah, and devil hands. And and devil hands, right? So what would he have been doing with a Nike bag? With the Nike bag? This this devil hands uncle of yours when was the last time you saw him uh, you know a few a few years ago he did the old devil hands on on large eddie large large Eddie. he he burned he burned somebody did, did it kill him just a, no, no 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 he just you know toasted his fingers a little bit clara you, you said you've been seeing this have you have you seen a, a person who can burn hands in your in your visions of this rope you've, no. you've been seeing the rope figure though right yeah yeah the rope figure which like keith You've been really quiet for the past like ten minutes. Maybe it's just because Luke's internet dropped last time. But 
have you seen any of these? I mean, we were talking the road figure. We were talking I, these long before before Keith says anything. I do also see him doing that. I'm just kicking myself for just thinking of this now. But speaking of the fellows that were chasing the roped figure, come to think of it, last time I saw Uncle Don, uh, two of them, those weird, tall, lanky, translucent figures, they was chasing us for a while. I took quite a severe head injury uh, the last time I saw Uncle Don, so a lot of the details are fuzzy. Did you you felt you felt like this the 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 translucent guys wearing suits that they were chasing you in particular? Well, they were chasing. I see. I was being wheeled in a wheelchair by Uncle Don at the time, and he we took off in flight. I didn't really have much say in the matter. They were after him or me or. Someone running directly in front of us. Maybe we were running parallel to the people they were chasing, and we were just running for no reason. But now that I've seen them again, that doesn't seem like a very likely explanation. You know, I I must have had repressed memories or something, but, you know, when we were messing around with this, and I pulled the watch out of my pocket. Oh, I put it on. (laughs) All right. Uh, uh, Luke and Joe, take your headphones off. Okay. John, the channel on your reality begins changing, as expected, and then it stops, and you're looking at the kitchen of your childhood home. Your daddy, John Lee Pettymore III, younger than you ever remember seeing him, is pacing back and forth anxiously. His face turns hopeful as your mother enters the room, but she slowly shakes her head no as tears begin pouring down her face. Her husband rushes to embrace his shaking wife, her body convulsing rhythmically to the sobs as a negative pregnancy test falls from her grasp onto the cold tile floor. The channel changes. You see your daddy again, eyes completely wide and bloodshot, knuckles white as he grips the steering wheel of his black 1977 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am, backlit by a home completely engulfed in flames. He looks into the rearview mirror to make sure he isn't being followed. He speaks into a large car phone. The vector adopted by the Kane family has been eliminated. Casualties, unfortunately, include the rest of the family. You see a Fincher-esque aerial shot of this entire scene begin to slowly zoom in on the fire, and there's a young boy crawling out from this completely consumed building. He has a balloon-shaped head and eyes so dark that the irises look black. Your view shifts back onto John's black muscle car driving into the night. And the camera does that cool thing where it moves into the trunk. And there, you see a baby swaddled in a black suit jacket sitting on top of adoption papers. Holy shit. (laughs) Can I get an audio reaction that matches what your face just looked like? (laughs) He's not a real penny boy. He's a... Damn, Kane. <laughs> so the watch falls off John's hand, 
John just sits on the floor, like almost falls. He's down. Whoa, whoa, John, John. I'm trying to ease his fall to the ground. John? You guys are close enough. You can kind of catch him. Keith, he put it on again. Yeah, I was about to tell you about the the guys, but <laughs> holy shit. What'd you, what'd you see? John's wide, eyes are just wide. He's just repeating, adopted the vector. They adopted the vector. Adopted the vector. Roll sanity. Thomas? Crit success. Oh Wait, no, 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 sorry. That's 33 is a crit failure, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> but at least it's not over my power. Uh, you're going to lose two sanity. That takes me to my breaking point. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Very appropriate. Yes, that is absolutely correct. So, uh, Luke and Joe, if you guys want to take your headphones off again. For sure. You guys should try putting on the watch this episode, because he's got <laughs> some great shit fucking written for that this time. All righty, Thomas, you know the drill. I need you to roll on a D100 three times and give me the results one at a time. 64. All right, 64 is going to be lottery mania, an extreme desire to take part in lotteries. 23. 23 is cardicoethes, which is an uncontrollable compulsion to see maps everywhere. And the last one? 97. And a 97 is trichotillomania, craving for pulling out own hair. Wow. Uh, these all provide uh, <laughs> some very interesting role-playing options. Uh-huh. Um, the last one might be too horrific. It would be, it would be really gross. <laughs> Though I do potentially have thousands of arm hairs. And mustache hairs. I think that's the last thing he'd pull out. That's only when he's truly broken. I'm going to go, I think, with lottery mania. Okay. An extreme desire to take part in lotteries. And let's go ahead and just throw in gambling into that as a whole. That would open up some more role play opportunities. Exactly. I was just thinking maybe he would try to start his own lottery and really evangelize it. I think within the confines of this game, trying to take bets with people consistently is going to be an easier... Uh... Let's do that. All right. He's a gambling addict. He's a gambling addict out of nowhere. Holy shit, he's got a calm. John Lee Pettymore III, as the watch falls off his wrist, he crumples into the ground, and Clark Bishop kind of reaches out and takes hold of him. John starts dry heaving. Clark is going to pat your back. <laughs> What's that sound like? <laughs> John? <laughs> you, got, you got something coming up? <laughs> All right, get it out. <laughs> well, anyway, I saw those uh, figures <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> John, John, like, turns around on you, and he's like, you want to bet? I mean, yeah, uh, the first time I saw the watch, my dad was giving it to my brother, and uh, the alarms were going off at our house, and, and a few of those creatures were, I guess, invading the property, and we got shooed inside, and my dad gave that watch to Ferguson and told him that he was going to be this, the savior. So I guess uh, that's not true. 
the the savior. Yeah, something like that. Uh, he said, uh, when the time comes, the watch would fit him. I want. I wonder if I'm the savior. Maybe it fits me, and I put the watch on. All righty, <laughs> Thomas and Joe, take those I hope, headphones listeners, off. I hope you're uh, ready for binge watching episode part two. two. <laughs> the rebingeing. Hey, Luke. Hey. Keith Vigna's reality begins changing channels just as you've seen before, and suddenly you're looking at Bean's Pond. Three figures step over your vision toward the pond like the Tantive Four and the Star Destroyer at the beginning of A New Hope. You recognize Clark Bishop, Keith Vigna, yourself, and John Lee Pettymore III as they approach the bank of Bean's Pond, with John trailing the other two, you and Clark, by a few yards. Focused on searching for something in the water, Clark and Keith fail to see John raise his gun, take a deep breath, and fire two shots, one for each of his partners. He quickly finishes the task with four more bullets before he crouches down beside your bodies. He grabs your wrist and pulls the watch off and slips it over his own wrist before he begins walking slowly into the frigid water of Bean's Pond. Oh, no. (laughs) Clark... And John, you actually see Keith Vigna's eyes come back to and look at you, and the watch stays on his wrist. John actually vomits. Keith, Keith, are you are you with us? Are you with us? Yeah, I. Keith, roll sanity. The watch is still on, Keith. Uh, fail, but not over my power. Okay, you just lose one sanity, and as Keith realizes the watch is still on, he looks directly into the eyes of John Lee Pettymore the Third. And John, all you see is fear. And Keith, all you see is this ooze coming out of every orifice on John Lee Pettymore the Thirst's face. I, 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 I just, I just saw us die at the pond. Uh, John, can you? Can you, uh, can you, uh, put your gun down and and slide it away from you? John puts his, puts his hand on his gun. He doesn't draw it, but he puts it on his holster. Hey, whoa, hey, what's going on? And immediately Clara and Gary and Harry all kind of back up and go and kind of stand nearby Casey Kristoff, who immediately just kind of like fumbles with his book and then steps away and tries to like move behind one of the pillars. What do you want my gun for, Keith? I, I don't want it. I just, I don't, I don't want you to have it right now. Why don't you want him to have his gun, Keith? I like look at both of them, like looking back and forth to him, and I walk over to Clark and I whisper something in his ear. Mm. Thomas should take his headphones out. 
He took it out. Oh, he did. Clark, I, I saw him, us approaching the pond, and and John, he shot us, and and he killed us, and then he, he took the watch and he went into the pond. He he, he just shot us out, out of the blue, like he shot each of us in the back, and then four more shots to finish us off, and then. Oh God. Yeah. John is just like this whisper is taking a long time. <laughs> What'd he tell you, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> Come over here and whisper it in my ear. <laughs> hey, John, what, what you, when you put on the watch, what, what did you see? Well, I saw a confirmation that I'm a child of destiny. I suspect perhaps you two are as well, but I know for a fact that I am. Uh, what, what, what does that mean? That might be a little complicated. Why don't you tell me why Why all of a sudden you want to disarm me? Hang on, though. You said you, if all you saw was being a child of destiny, when you when you popped out of there, you said adopted the vector. You kept repeating it. What did that mean? Well, as it happens, I am the vector. You adopted yourself? Technically, he did adopt himself. <laughs> yeah, technically, I guess I did adopt myself. Uh, this body that you see before you, the body of Kevin Lee Pettymore. John is not taking his hand off his gun. The body of Kevin Lee Pettymore, the soul and mind of Kevin Lee Pettymore. See, he was he was sent to, I guess, kill all the canes. Don't rightly know why, but they had adopted a little baby. Uh, that's me. I was gonna be a cane, fellas. Uh, but then then my my daddy burned down their house, and little Adam crawled out of it. He thought he'd killed all them canes, but I guess Adam got out. My B.Y. is so ornery. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I saw me, uh, him, taking baby me, I, with him in a little, in a little, uh, you know, with adoption papers. And um, I also saw a little vision of him and my mama trying real hard to have a baby, and I couldn't. So it was on his mind, and it seems like, you know, he kind of, well, you see a baby on the table, you just take it, you know, how it is sometimes. <laughs> The Pettymore way. Free baby. But yeah, what he said over the radio, uh, remember he was a part of, uh, of, of K-Cell. What he, what he was telling somebody is that he had, he had eliminated the Vector adopted by the Canes. But he didn't. I'm the Vector. And he took, he took me in. And maybe you boys is from, from similar circumstances. Anyway, that's my story, Ergo, child of destiny. Well, Keith saw you kill us. Yeah. Did you deserve it? I don't p- rightly believe so. You killed us at the pond, and you took the watch. Are you wanting the watch real bad right now, John? Now that you say that, <laughs> I gotta suspect I had a good reason. <laughs> Keith, why don't why don't you try taking that watch off? Why is it stuck to you? I think I'm gonna keep it on. I, you know, my like I said, my 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 dad told Ferguson uh, if it. When the time comes, it'll fit, you know? Yeah, but he said that about himself. Well, he said it about... It, it, well, my dad thought it, he was going to be the one, the, the the savior, the chosen one, whatever. And uh, he realized it wasn't him, and he thought it was going to be Ferguson. But, you know, he's gone, so I've got it. And he said when it fit, when the time comes, it'll fit. And it's not falling off me and... Uh, 
if there's any time for it to be the time of and for a savior, I'd say just right about now is the time. But you're... Uh, listen, I've been ball. I am the vector. If anybody's going to be a savior around here, it seems like it would probably be me. Well, I mean, I don't know much about this prophecy other than what I overheard my dad telling Ferguson. Give me that damn watch. <laughs> and I, I step back away from him a little bit, and I'm, I'm very scared. I get in the middle. Hey, wait, hey. If anybody's saving anybody, it's going to be the overseer, which we're under the assumption <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, la-dee-da, Mr. Overseer. Could you oversee ball? Nothing could oversee ball. It couldn't be contained. It burst gloriously from the roof that tried guys, to constrain it. Guys, what? Uh, hear me out. What if it's all three of us needing to come together? Now is hardly the time. Sex magic. No, no, no. <laughs> None of us can do it. I surely can't do anything by myself. I need your guys. I've always needed your guys' help. And, you know, maybe we're each a piece of a puzzle. Well, now here's here's an interesting point. You might be onto something there. He said, he said the vector adopted by the Canes. Now... Perhaps grammatically ambiguous, but to me it implies other vectors. And and uh, and Gary. Yeah, Gary did that. You know, he, he has that spell that witchcraft. Was, it was perfect for three of us. Why? If it, yeah. If, if any of if it was any one oh, of us, yeah. it was hey, important. Gary, which one of us is the savior? It's probably me. <laughs> I'm just saying, my seafood pho will change the world. It is pretty damn good. Ah, Gary. yeah, that's. All right, we got to give that to you, Gary. <laughs> Guys, I, you know, I've been wanting to get to the pond, but I'm not so sure now. You know, every time we try to go somewhere we really want to go, the mill, the pond, some unseen forces try to scare us away from that. You know, maybe this watch is just showing us bullshit. Maybe we should just go to the pond. Clark, Clark starts nodding emphatically. Yeah, what if it's showing us bullshit? How do we know any of it's anything to put any stock in? I mean, yeah, it could easily... Well, except for the part where I'm a child of destiny. That I felt that in my bones <laughs> to be true. That's why I think you should give me that watch. I think maybe we ought to go down to the pond, but maybe I'll, I'll keep wearing it, and maybe you don't. Uh, maybe you, you're in front instead of behind us. <laughs> Is that where I was in the vision? Was behind yeah, you, you were a little bit behind us, back. shooting us in the back. That would have been the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Keith. Yeah, John. If it'll make you feel better. Here. And I draw my gun and I kick it across to him. I pick it up and like tuck it into my like belt, my waistband. I actually and... hate this. Could I get that back? Could I feel very <laughs> naked? Could I could I have that I'm, back? I am I'm, I'm I'm just gonna keep a hold of it. Or Clark can hold it if you want, but uh I just you give you it, know dude, give it to Clark. I hand the gun to Clark. Hey Clark, can I have that gun back? <laughs> Clark Clark don't do it. John, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to it just as long as we get past the point in his vision. Once we get once we get past a moment in time. Yeah, we'll change. give it back to you. Once we get to the pond, nobody's behind anybody, we'll give it back to you. As long as you don't shoot us, that is. Gary, do you have any extra guns? Well it's contention, ain't it? <laughs> okay, could you get, could you give me one? Uh, yeah, you know, it's just uh. Then uh, Harry walks over to his tent and kind of unzips the flap and opens it up. There's a few 
different choice weapons. I take a little concealed carry pistol. Boom. And slip it into my back pocket. Yeah, that one's real. That one's real nice for you know keeping it at the bar. You know, people get unruly. They don't even know. They they don't see it coming. You kill people at the bar when they get unruly. <laughs> oh, that's actually a pellet gun. Let me hand you the one that looks the exact same. That's actually a real gun. Here you go. Thank you. I see this happen. I'm like, I mean, well, you're definitely walking in front then. I shoot a glance over to Keith. I mean, was he holding that gun and not his gun in your vision? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Let me think real hard, real quick. Zach? <laughs> yeah, man. This is a standard issue. No, it was it was the gun that you have that he gave to us, so that makes me feel a little bit better. I think things are changing then, maybe. And, uh, you know, the watch is still on. I'm not seeing anything, so... Keith, here, here's, an, here's another question. Did you see yourself die, or did I just shoot you two? Oh, I'm, I would say... You know, maybe you just needed a winging. I think a total of six shots does the trick. You know, apparently you shot us after we were down. Yeah, you shot both of us, and then you shot us uh, more. Well, that would do <laughs> the trick. Yeah, probably. How about you just don't don't shoot us? We'll have you walk in front just in case. We've kind of moved past this real fast, but I just wanted to ask, Keith, do you have any idea where that watch came from, like how it got to your dad? No, I mean, the first time I saw it was was that day when uh, me and Fergie were just playing outside, and and, uh, all of a sudden those creatures popped up in our yard, and I don't really know what happened to them, but the first time I saw that watch, my dad was giving it to Ferguson. Did you you or or we look at like inspect it it's not engraved or anything is it it's just a normal watch looking right i mean yeah it's just this just a gold watch it's it's real nice but you know it's a pretty normal watch other than it gives you visions and only fits me (laughs) (laughs) it might be waterproof but we'd have to get to the pond to find out wink wink (laughs) i think that's our next course of action isn't it yeah i mean I think we can leave Carrie here with with these guys. I think you know she shouldn't be too much of an issue with Tyler. And real quick, what if what if you gave me my gun back? I just like my gun. I named him Seth. Yeah, in my vision, you were <laughs> shooting us with with Seth. Uh, hear oh hear <laughs> hear the rest. Hear it out. Hear it out. Hear it out. I'll just stay here. I won't come to the pond. I'll guard Carrie Pages. Thomas, I'm not kidding. I have it written in my notes that the Canes named you Seth. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's really weird. That's super weird. That's fucking wild. Holy shit. Maybe the gun is actually a kid. What if it's the vector? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you really... I mean, it's not... Not that I, 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 tr- I trust you more than this watch, really, but, you know, I'd, I I'd like you to come along with us. The good things don't typically happen when we split up. What if I trade you this, this new gun for Seth? Are you going to kill us? The tent on the far side of the room kind of bursts open, or it tries to. Someone's trying to get out, but they didn't unzip the tent flap first, and Mildred Mitchell is like, Oh, God. Oh my goodness. Oh, and then finally the zipper comes loose and she busts out of there and she looked haggard. She looks terrible. She's normally all done up all nice. She's she still has uh, one rainbow earring on, but the other one's missing and her hair's all over the place. And she's holding this piece of paper in one hand that she immediately like, Oh, uh, no, uh, 
and puts it in her back pocket, and then she's holding a picture in her other hand, and she's like, this, 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 this is the one, I mean, you, you, you all are the reason that she's gone, but I, just now, standing in this tent, it changed, it changed, it was him, and then it, and then it was him. And she points at John, she says, it was him, and then she points at Keith, and she says, it was him, and she shoves this picture in your face and it is a picture of the founders of contention and there you see silas cole but it is not the face of the silas cole that you remember seeing growing up who is very handsome a very good looking maybe a a ridiculously handsome man but now that face is the face of keith vigna what the what the fuck go ahead and roll sanity for me I swear, it was it, it. was him. And she points at John Lee Pettymore the Thirth. It was his face right here where Silas Cole is. It was his face. And then it changed. Right. The picture it, changed. There was a very handsome face, and then there was Keith's face. Well, no, there was the handsome face was back in the day, a long time, a few weeks ago. And then, and then and, uh, I mean, even up until a few days ago, and, and then it became... Keith, yes, Keith's face. Oh my God, that's who I knew he looked familiar. Hey, hey, oh my God. And she just kind of like stumbles away. Like, oh, I, don't, I just don't. I just don't. Does anyone have any pot? Oh yeah, I help her out. <laughs> I, I pass her. I pass her my one hitter and <laughs> that Kevin always has in his tactical gear. <laughs> Sean just probably had some stashed around town. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I know this part of the underground. Yeah. How'd you guys do on your sanity checks? I got a three. Oh, my God. I got a two. Jesus. I failed, but under my power. Okay. So, Clark, you're going to lose one sanity as you start to realize, Thomas and Luke, take your headphones off. Ooh. Clark realizes in this moment, whoever had the watch on becomes Silas Cole. I don't know if that's obvious just listening to how everything's gone down, but in this moment, you know it to be true. Okay. Keith Vigna, Mildred Mitchell hands you the picture that has you in it. And she goes, look, look, see. And she points to this reflection. It's like a window. There's a vague, faint reflection. And in it, you think you can make out the general outline, vague aura of Tildy B. Mitchell. And she's there, and it's your fault. And she points at Clark Bishop. Hey, I didn't I didn't shoot the gun. She did. What gun? I mean, she she was she was gone, is what I mean. She was she she wouldn't she wasn't in her room. I mean we could tell her about the gun that sends people to the past, right? You can tell me about the gun that sends people to the past, right? Well we weren't quite sure what it did, but now that we see this picture of Tildy here after she shot that gun and disappeared. Seems like it sends people to the past, so... That checks out. I got a good idea. What if... How about we give John his gun back, but we bring Mildred with us? That way, the vision can't be true. I'm not going anywhere with you. You all are the reason that she's gone. What if I gave you this gun? Mm. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. Okay, fine. I'll go. Yeah, sure. Okay, but first, Keith, you give me my gun back. Clark's got it. Give me Seth. Clark. Clark. Uh... Clark Put is real Seth. hesitant about it. Put Seth back in his holster. Why Why are we trying to make more things like Keith's vision instead of less things? Well, Mildred is the less We're thing. We're bringing Mildred with us. I just feel very us. uncomfortable. I would just feel a lot better. While he's trying to get the gun from Clark, I want. I'm looking at the picture, and I want to 
take the watch off and see if my face is still on Silas Cole's face. Hey, Luke. Yeah? You can't get that watch off your wrist. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead and roll sanity. Just you. Oh, uh, that's a fail. Let's see if it's over my power. Yep. go ahead and lose one sanity as you can't get the watch off your wrist so um while he's trying to get the gun back i am trying to like unclasp the watch and it won't unclasp and then i'm trying to like move it around on my arm but it's like staying in just like one position and i start freaking out and i look at the picture and i look at mildred and i just fly at her and tackle her to the ground and try and start just beating the shit out of her. Do you actually fly? No. <laughs> I, I leap at her. Uh, most Delta Green games don't need that disclaimer. <laughs> I yell, oh fuck, and throw John his gun, and I try to tackle Keith off of Mildred. Okay, let's all roll uh, Clark Keith and Mildred will all roll on armed combat to see how this shakes out. John's just got two guns in his hands now and he's staring wide eyed. He doesn't really know what to do. <laughs> oh, I forgot you were already holding one. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to give it to Mitchell. She could have shot Keith. <laughs> uh, I, f- I failed. My, I, got, I rolled over a. I got an 85 on a 70. Noise. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, no. Luke just showed us with his webcam. He rolled an ot one, and I failed with a 43. Mildred Mitchell's not a fighter. I look up from the picture, lock eyes with her, and tackle her to the ground and just start punching her in the face. I soar over the top of him as I tried to tackle him off of her. <laughs> Oop. John's going to try to... To separate them. You separate them, and Mildred lays unconscious on the ground. I look over at Mildred and look at John and then, like, look down at my hands, and I I just throw up. And you throw up directly onto this piece of paper that was in the back pocket of Mildred Mitchell. It fell out, and it's on the ground next to her, and you kind of puke on the corner of it, and it is just a piece of paper that she has written on it and it says Ianaha Fursat Sayia. I'm just shaking and I'm just looking at the piece of paper and I lay down on my side and I'm just like trying to catch my breath. Clara Blankenship has hidden behind one of the pillars as has Casey Kristoff. However, Gary and Harry are both standing at their tent's edge, guns drawn. Harry has a pistol and Gary has a semi-automatic rifle and they are slowly walking toward Keith Vigna who's on the ground and they have their weapons pointed and Gary's like you stay right there you stay on the ground what the fuck and Harry's like I, I've always stuck up for you I've always stuck up for you Keith Vigna you come in here I, and you take I, out Mildred Mitchell like that I, I get between between them and Keith they point their weapons at you. I couldn't help it. I didn't mean to do it. It's just... What the hell is going on? Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Calm down now. Should Keith have done that? No. Obviously. Keith. I turn around and I give you a glare. Weapons down. Weapons down. Everyone, They're down. Everyone. They're down. I put Seth in his holster and I pocket the other gun. I had a dream that if the temperature gets too high, we all die here. Okay. That was my dream. 
Claire's over there talking about dreams like literal my dreams temperature. If the temperature like, got too high. Or like the atmosphere all gonna in the die room. down here. Yeah, the dreams seem to be like maybe metaphorical in places. You ever think about that? About your dreams? No, not. I mean, everybody's dream is different. So what the fuck? Now you're questioning about temperature. Okay, okay. We just gotta well, all I'm just calm trying down. To, okay? I'm just trying to understand your meaning. You'd all die if tempers got heated down here, or if the temperature itself. Jesus fucking high. Christ, John. Yeah, I was saying if our tempers got too high, we were all gonna die. You, Clark, Keith, me, Gary, Mildred, Clara, Casey, all of us. While they're talking, I am slowly, like, scooting towards a tunnel. I mean, you can slowly back away. You're a far ways away from one of the tunnels. This is a pretty big room. Yeah, I'm doing that still, though. And I'm looking at everybody. Clark is gonna start getting back to his feet. Harry, I'm 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 sorry. I it, I, under, I understand that was that was alarming. We're we've all, we've all become touchy in the last few days. Things set us off, and it, it's not good. I understand, but he look at him now. Look at him now. He's scared. He doesn't even know what just happened. I, I guarantee. He's just it. worming a worming his little way away. He's y'all need to get the fuck out of here. We protected you for long enough. You need to get going. If you're gonna go to the pond, go to the fucking pond. Well, now, hold on. Everyone's sitting around here having visions. Go to the fucking pond. Listen, magic man, I we get got up some and fucking take questions. off towards the tunnel. John, I think we should go. Harry, is this how is this how you feel? I don't like it. So, sorry. Gary, is this how you feel? I don't like it either. But y'all need to I trust his dream and I don't want to die today. And I believe I believe all of you, I believe you've been through some shit. It's putting you on edge. It's making you do all sorts of weird things. We've all seen a lot of messed up shit in the past few days. Maybe even our whole lives. But it's just coming to fruition now for some reason. But I swear, what Keith just did to Mildred is not okay. And I know he's gone now. I know he's gone. Okay? He went down that tunnel. Y'all are going to go have to find him if you want to find him. Okay? And he's heading south. That's the way you were heading anyway. So y'all just need to go on and get. All right, Gary. I'm sorry. I didn't want it to go this way. I'm sorry too, Gary. That You're right. That shouldn't have happened. Will you keep an eye on, on Drew, Drew there? I need I need you to maybe keep him here. Don't let him get anywhere. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on Drew. Again, that's not Drew. That's Carrie Pages. Drew Carrie. That's a funny little thing we say. Make sure you don't feed him anything with too much sugar, and uh, make sure you give Tyler a treat before bed every night. Sorry about all this. Mildred, we are going to, at some point, time cop our our way into finding your daughter i'm sure of it she doesn't respond because she's unconscious because keith just beat the shit out of her and she's an old woman i say it again louder (laughs) (laughs) wake up lazy bones (laughs) oh god uh now y'all come back to daily fa as soon as you fix this because i trust that you will and here come monday you come get a steaming hot bowl of seafood pho. That'll, that'll, be, that'll be nice. All right. Yeah. We'll do that. I start going toward a tunnel. Same.